Y'all, I just had a freaking face-off car versus balloon. So, um, I'm leaving Chicago. Me and my friend had a wonderful weekend. I'm thinking this episode can be a weekend recap. Talk to you guys why I love Chicago. And it's bizarrely the only city in the world that I can navigate, which makes no sense. I'm a terrible driver. As you guys heard in the first episode, I've been pulled over like five times. I'm not a good, like, I'm not a bad driver. Like, I'm very aware. I'm just, you know, I drive city well. Like, I drive very good in Chicago. Like, everyone's driven with me can attest to it. I'm great at merging really quickly. It's so bizarre because I nail curbs all the time when I drive normally. I cannot park my car, but I can parallel park great. Like, first try, barely even use the backup camera. I, I do have a backup camera. I do cheat a little bit. Um, and I, like, drive, like, a pro. Like, I drive, like, I've lived in the city, not a suburb my whole life. It's ridiculous. Anyways, so I think I'll just go for my, like, love for the city. We're passing Grant Park right now. I think Lollapalooza is one of the first memories that were really, like, mine in Chicago. So, when I was little, me and my, I lived in Milwaukee, like, in the suburbs. So, my parents would take us to Chicago all the time for, like, Shedd Aquarium, the Field Museum. Fun fact, there's an ice cream place near where I live called Cops. And I don't know why. I think maybe the two P's are on the two D's in Shed Aquarium. And it's like this big glass building. So I always thought Cops was Shed Aquarium. Like, I just thought cop, like Shed Aquarium was 20 minutes away from my house. And I was like, why can't we go see the dolphins every day? I don't care what's going on. It's an ice cream place. Anyways. But we used to come to Chicago all the time. Go to the museums. We'd come, like, look at the Christmas lights on Michigan Avenue. And the window displays at, like, Chanel and stuff. It's beautiful. The thing is, it has a lot that Milwaukee has. Like, we have an art museum. We have a marina with boats. So, like, we wouldn't come all the time. But I'd say, like, two, three times a year we'd go down to Chicago. And I loved it. Um, then during COVID, I got an internship with a company based out of Chicago. I ended up getting really, really close with the CEO and the other marketing intern. Like, I'm still friends with them to this day. We still, like, if something really important happened in my life, like a breakup or something, they would be people I would reach out to about. Like, they were very important people to me in my life. But... Once I had this internship, I started coming to Chicago a lot to do photo shoots with the company and just, like, honestly hang out with the girls because we got really, really close. So that's why I feel like I started making the city my own, like, outside of my parents. And then now it's post-grad. A lot of my friends were older than me in um, college because, like, my boyfriend was older. Because of Greek life, you get close with, like, your big and stuff. And I was in both a business friend and a sorority. And, like, just, I think because of COVID, like, people in my year, like, we were all remote for um, a year. So, like, I don't know, you kind of just get close to people who remember college before it was, like, remote or freshman year. I don't know how to explain it, but I had a lot of friends who were older. And so they moved out of college before me. My college town is, like, a drivable distance from Chicago. So, like, they all, a lot, a lot of people go from Miami University to Chicago for, like, consulting, business, whatever. Like, a lot of people just end up here. So pretty much, like, all my friends lived here, and I was coming here all the time. So I love it. One of my best friends lived here when she was doing teaching, and I graduated a semester early, and I, like, was looking for a job in Chicago. So I started training at the job I have now. It was in, like, the suburbs of Illinois, and I came to Chicago all the time. And my friend was student, my best friend was, like, student teaching here. So I was living here all the time. And I don't think I feel at home more so anywhere else than in Chicago, maybe besides my hometown. My hometown might be, like, the only place. Or, I guess, the town where I figure skated. But even then, I only explore the town that much besides the rink. So, yeah, I'd probably say this is the next most homey place to me. And, like, I am usually someone who always needs to walk around with, like, a map and a GPS. 
and I didn't. Like, me and my friend, we stayed at the Palmer, and, like, I figured out how to get to the Art Institute, the Bean. I know it's not that hard. They're on, like, the same street. But my friend didn't know anywhere, and, like, I know the Corn Towers by, like, the Blue Jazz Club. I know, um, or the House of Jazz is what it is. I know, like, all of Michigan Avenue. Like, I actually really know Chicago pretty well. So it's kind of amazing. But, yeah, so I will discuss to you guys what we did this weekend, why I love Chicago, some of my memories here. I was saying, okay, so it was just car versus balloon. There's a part in Chicago where you go, like, underground in these tunnels. My friend who's lived here, her whole life calls it, like, the Bermuda Triangle, because you lose all cell service. If you look down your GPS, it, like, doesn't know you're underground. Like, there's streets above where you are, so it doesn't really, like, know where you are or how to help you. And it's so confusing. Like, there's, like, these four-way stops, but no one really knows when to stop. Like, it's just a mosh of people turning whenever they feel like it. Whoever is revving their engine, oh, it is the most uncool thing I've ever heard. I cannot do it. Anyways. So, I'm in these tunnels, and they're, like, scary enough as they are. Literally, when I was driving back, who is this? Stop. Get over yourself. I don't know if you guys know the revving engine, but it's making me so mad. Um... But the tunnels are so freaky. When I was driving back from Lollapalooza, I could feel the weight of how many people were walking over the tunnels. That, like, my car was shaking. It was, so these are already terrifying tunnels. Like, no one, even, I think, Chicago natives do not like them. And there was a balloon in the middle of, like, I can't move over. Like, I'm in a section where I'm in the only lane available. And it was, like, usually if it was in, like, the dead middle of the lane, I would put it between my wheels. It was, like, right where my left wheel would have to go. It was, like, on the left. And, like, I feel like so many things can go wrong. I don't know why balloons kind of scare me. Like, what I didn't really want to hear it pop. To what, like, the string got tangled in my wheel. Like, I just don't know why I was really scared of this balloon. Somehow I just went over it and we're okay. But I was really scared of this balloon. So that's funny. And then it's okay. The reason I want to start the podcast is, like, one, I have a long drive, but I'm kind of deathly hungover right now. So, um, I don't know if I'm going to talk for the next two hours and you guys hear my voice, but I did want to tell this funny story. I was going to send a voice over to my boyfriend. I'm like, hmm, I just put on the podcast. I don't know if you guys want to hear this. It's a poop story. So if you don't like poop, um, go forward. Go forward, like, I don't know how many minutes. I'll insert it, but go forward three and a half minutes if you don't like poop stories. So me and my friend have a lovely stay at the Palmer and we went to brunch. We left like our bags with them after checkout. We come back to get our bags. So we're waiting, like we're in the little car, pickup, lot, whatever. And we're waiting for them to bring the bags out. And like, I got a big hangover poop coming. The hash browns are in and out. So I'm like, okay, I really gotta go take poop. So I walk in the Palmer. If you have never been to the Palmer in Chicago, the place is a maze. The first six floors, like many nice hotels, you don't even stay in them. They're just like conference centers and lobbies. like. And it all looks beautiful. And it's also Christmas time right now. So not only is it, like, a very extravagant hotel with, like, French paintings on the ceiling and big historic, like, architecture. It's, like, beautiful and decked out in Christmas. Where, like, there's Christmas trees everywhere. Like, you cannot get to the same place twice. Like, it is so hard to figure out where you are on those first six floors. Where it's not, like, just hallways of rooms. So I was like, this is going to take me so long to find a bathroom. And I realized I haven't used the bathroom in the lobby the whole time we've stayed there because we've just had our room. So I'm like, okay, this is going to take me way too long to find. So I go up to the concierge. I'm like, hey, like, I'm already checked out. Like, I'm not just, you know, public bathrooms. Like, it's a very nice hotel. And I'm, like, dressed well. I'm not, like, looking like a slum. There was one point this weekend where we were walking around in, like, hoodies. Just, like, exploring the hotel. And like, Jan was like, are you girls lost? They're like, no, I promise we can afford to stay here. <laughs> hurt my bank account a little bit, but, like, it's fine. Um, 
but so I look nice. I'm like, hey, I'm a guest. I swear I'm not like a weirdo from the streets. I just, we were waiting for our bags and you go to the bathroom. So I feel a need to like explain. So the girl's like looking at me like I'm crazy. She's like, this is already a long winded explanation. Go shit, the bathroom's right there. So I turned, I like looked to my left, there was a bathroom right there. I'm like, well, that was humbling. But like, I just, I didn't even like try and look because I was like, this is going to take me way too long to find. This was such a big hotel. Like that, it was a dumb moment. I'm also like, my brain is at half mass right now. So like nothing's going well. So I go to the bathroom and like, I'm fighting for my life in there. I'm, that's all I'll say. But I was fighting for my life. I'm, I don't even know how long it was, only like 15 minutes maybe, whatever. And it's not like um, a bathroom with stalls. It's like a one family lock bathroom. And that's one the lady directed me to, so no one blame me. I was not trying to take up the family bathroom. That is just the bathroom I was instructed to use. So I was like, okay, I'm going to this bathroom. So I go, I take my little dumpy dump, um, wash my hands, I'm leaving. And right, so I, I'm kind of thinking as I'm leaving, I'm like, it's a little stinky in here. Like, I hope no one's waiting to use this. Because I'm sure there's other bathrooms. Like, I think there was one next to it. I'm sure there's other bathrooms in this hotel. Like, this cannot be the only one in the lobby. It was just the closest one to where I was and where I was directed to go. So I get out, and there's, like, a little girl, like, little, like, probably, like, four. There is a little girl with a cute bow and her mom, like, sequin dress, tutu, cute little bow. There's a little girl and her mom standing right there. I was like, oof, yikes. So I walk out, you know, I'm still, like, battling my inner demons. I walk out, and she goes, Mommy, that took a while. That girl went poopy. I was like, I did. I did go poopy. I did. It was a big poopy. It was hard. Oh, anyways, I was really humbled by the concierge, and then this little girl reminded me that I just took a long time to get poopy. Oh, anyways, okay, story over. I love you guys. I'm not talking. My parents wanted to call me on this ride home. And... I'm going to need an hour. I'm going to need a moment. Okay, love you guys. Fuck. <laughs> How do I pause this thing? Blah, 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 blah. I brushed upon, like, the dichotomy of nerdiness and how I think it completely flips on its head when you become an adult. So all through high school, you don't want to show the nerdy parts of yourself. You want to seem really cool. You want to always look perfect. Um, but then as you become an adult, I personally, like, have gotten the vibes. This is my personal experience. This is not projecting on anyone else. No one else has told this to me. This is literally just how I feel and how I analyze the world. But I feel like it is so much cooler when I meet people who are like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Like... Okay, I never wrap up this thought before I get into the next one, so let me put it in here. So when I'm, like, asking my coworkers what they're doing or something this weekend, this could just be me. I think it's so much cooler if they tell me, like, oh, I'm, like, hanging out with my cat. We just went to a winery and got, like, new wines. I'm, like, watching this new documentary that came out or something. Like, to me, I'm like, whoa, how do you, like, know about that documentary? Or, like, what wine blaze or what kind of cat do you have? Like, to me, it's so much more interesting if you can, like, find cool things to do by yourself and not need to be like constantly entertained with like flashing strobe lights and loud music um I just think that's so much cooler if you would prefer to have like a peaceful night to yourself and can um extend out your own hobbies for your evening plans instead of just you know having to go get drunk with friends or something like that but that could I don't know maybe that's growing up or maybe that's just me because that's not usually what I do with my evening so I don't know but yeah okay Moving on to where I lost my cell and everything like that. Like, people who, like, go out clubbing, like, even my boyfriend, like, I'm not even that old. I'm, like, 22. I feel like even my boyfriend's like, you go out all the time. Like, that's kind of, like, immature looking. Like, especially if you're someone who partied a lot in high school, it's, like, obviously everyone does it in college. Or not everyone, but, like, in my college town is very big. But 
the once you get older, there's kind of a point where it's, like, not as cool to go out all the time. You kind of just look like a deadbeat, a loser who, like, can't grow up and, like, build their own life. Like, in L.A., we call it, like, Peter Pan syndrome. Like, all these guys that just, like, are 30 and, like, still obsessed with going to clubs and won't settle down in a relationship and a career and stuff. And, like, will be promoters. So, like, nothing wrong with being a promoter, but, like... I don't know really anything about promoter culture. Like, I've obviously met a lot of promoters, but, like, I don't know. You don't really get a talk, chance to talk to them. Like, I'm not... Maybe one, they'll have to psychoanalyze a promoter. That, ooh, I'll do that on my agenda. I'm going to try and befriend a promoter. I actually, also, I never ended up telling you guys about what happened when I went to Chicago and stayed at the Palmer with my friend. So we went to Chicago, and I've been to Chicago many, many a times. Like, I love going out to Chicago, but usually when I go, I go out with one of my guy friends. So I've never been approached for bottle service. When I live in L.A., my core friend group of friends in L.A. was me and three other really cute girls. Like, we, like when I say cute, I mean we are genuinely all under five foot two. Like, we are, like, short little girls that all loved fashion. So... Anywhere we went, we always somehow ended up skipping the lines. And it's funny because there would be girls in, like, the most beautiful outfits I've ever seen with, like, rhinestones, Prada purses, clearly, like, influencers, like, in high heels, like, knew what they were doing. All four of us were new to the city of L.A. Not a single one of us was, like, from there. One was from Ohio. One was from New Jersey. I think, no, two were from Jersey. And, like, okay, I know Jersey girls are really cool. Like, Al girls are Jersey girl, But, like, they, we all went to schools in, like, the Midwest or the East Coast. Like, none of us were the L.A. girl stereotype. We would cut all the lines. I was, I always thought there it's just because we were, like, nice. Like, we were just really, really nice to people. And, like, you don't usually get that. Um, not that everyone in L.A. is mean. But, like, I, at least from my experience, we were, like, waiting in line for the clubs. Like, the girls would just stand there with, like, straight faces and their arms crossed. Like, how rude of us, like, not to be let in yet or something. We're, like, me and my friends would skip the line doing nothing. Like, we, I always think this, too. You... If you're a girl and you ever want to get a promoter, you can't try to get into bottle service. Like, you just need to go and have fun and have a night, and promoters see that, and they will come to you. If you ever try and stand close to a bottle service table hoping the guys will see you and wave you over, that will not work. Like, I don't know why. It's kind of like dating where, like, when you're looking for it, you won't get it, but once you stop looking, you get it. So if you're a girl, sorry for you guys. I don't know how to get into bottle service if you're a guy besides paying, like, a grand. I really don't know. But anyway, so most of the times I've gone out to Chicago, I've gone out with a mixed group of bad girlfriends with the guys who live there, so we've never been approached for bottle service. And, like, also, usually when I go out in Chicago, I'm wearing, like, jeans and, like, an Aritzia bodysuit or something. Like, I feel like that's much more the vibe of Chicago versus, like, LA, I love going out in cute little mini dresses. And, like, honestly, maybe because of figure skating, I'd have to compete in the most stressful moments of my life in a rhinestone dress. I love dresses. I think they're so much more freeing. At work, they, like, change the rules where now we can wear pants to work. The girls used to not be able to. Sorry if I sound a little weird. I'm putting chapstick on, but trying to still talk at the same time. Okay. Um, but, like, now everyone's super into, like, wearing pants. But I still wear a lot of dresses and skirts. Like, I really, I think it's more comfortable. I like having nothing going on down by my hoo-ha. I like being free. But um, I love wearing dresses out. So the last time me and my friend went out, we, like, did get all dressed up. We all wore dresses. We looked super cute because we were going to town, um, which is, like, this huge club in Chicago. And they do have a dress code. So we're all dressed in heels, which is not usually what I wear when I go out in Chicago. And we went to, like, um, a different bar first. It's kind of like a ravey bar called Joy District. Or I wouldn't say it's, like, ravey. But, like, my one friend really likes raves. And she's only been out in Chicago with me. She's not from Chicago. She's the one I went up to see in Minneapolis. 
so I was like, let's take her here before we go to town because I think she'll really like it. So we went, and it was really early in the night. It was like 10 p.m. We had like a 9 p.m. dinner at Santa Tavern. It was phenomenal. The pasta there, all of it just, I was like starving because I hadn't eaten since like 3 p.m. And it was like 9 at this point, but the food there was so good. I was a little bit hammered because I told the story on another episode, but like the bartender tried to give me an old-fashioned when I ordered a martini. And I was like, no, 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 no. I like cannot drink an old-fashioned. Like I cannot, I physically cannot. Like I would rather be sober. I do not like the taste of them. So I, I usually have never cared. I don't even think I was a Karen. I was very polite about it. But I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I actually wanted the Palmer House martini. And like, you pay a lot for like drinks in this nice hotel. I was like, please like make the right drink. Like, and the bar wasn't that busy. I think it was very busy. I would have felt bad doing it. But like, it was like 7 p.m. I was like, the bar is not even big yet. Like, please give me the drink I ordered. Like, stop. And it was like a cool drink. It was like a wine made martini. I was like, okay, you weren't even like close. Like, I think if it was, like, just a made a Cosmo or regular martini, I would have gone with it. But, like, an old-fashioned, like, well, how did you get that from Palmer House Martini and you made an old-fashioned? Like, do I look like the kind of girl who drinks old-fashioned? I do not. I'm like, no, stop it. Nothing wrong with old-fashions. I just hate them. I think they taste like Malort. They're gross. If you don't know what Malort is, um, you know when you, like, pump your car with gasoline? Imagine if that, like, fermented and someone put it in a bottle for 100 years and then told you it's a really yummy shot. It's terrible. Um, oh, I'm like shuddering thinking about it. Stop it. <laughs> Do you guys ever get that? Like once I was driving, I think it was between Illinois and Madison, UW Madison. And I saw this billboard for Tito's and I literally started dry heaving in the car. Like I literally thought I was going to throw up just like from seeing the Tito's. I was like, oh, like I literally started like feeling it in my throat. It was so bad. Anyways, um, as I'm literally just saying that like as you become an adult, clubbing isn't cool anymore and I go on to talk to you about clubbing. But just because I realized I never told you what I did in Chicago. So it was a very fun night. So we go to Seattle Tavern, they go to Joy District, and a girl promoter approached us. I don't think I've ever maybe once or twice I've been approached by a girl promoter, but usually it's guys. But like so when I live in LA, pretty much every time I went out, we would end up finding a promoter and they would take us to their table in all the big clubs. Like I don't know. And like I said, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't go out seeking it. Like, it would literally just happen. Because, like, say we, like, went out to dinner. We'd be super nice and chat with our waitresses. And once it was my friend's 21st birthday, so we're like, oh, we're all, like, new to the city. Do you have any recommendations of where to go tonight? And she's like, oh, my gosh, you guys have to go to Poppy. Wiz Khalifa's doing an album launch there. And, like, he's going to be there tonight. You girls have to go. We're like, oh, oh, my gosh. Isn't there going to be, like, a list for that? Like, no way we're getting in. She's like, oh, no, my, like, best friend's um a promoter there. I'll give you his contact. And then I literally, like, I was two feet away from Wiz Khalifa. But he didn't come out till like, 1 or 2 a.m., and he was so busy the entire night. Like, I have pictures of it. He kept getting mad that they were playing his old stuff when it was his new album launch party. So, like, me and my friends are going ham. We're like, young and wild and free. Like, we're all singing all his old music. And he's like, this is not what I wanted. Like, Sharp Panic, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. But I got to see Wiz Khalifa high in the flesh. So that was cool. But, like, I was literally, like, up on the plexiglass where everyone needed everything got to see him. So that was dope. Anyways, um, so then we go from that to, like, Chicago, okay? So then we go from that to River North Chicago. We're at Joy District. Promoter comes up to us. She's like, hey, do you girls want to come to our table? I'm like, um, that is, that is the stupidest question in the entire world. If you ever ask me, do I want to go to your table? Like, yeah, of course I do. Like, of course I would much rather get free, really, really nice tequila with mixers like Red Bulls, cranberry juice, and orange juice you give me all night and get to sit on a clean couch with other cute girls far away from any creepy men that could be near me. 
and like get free drinks all night and still get to dance and go ham and chat with my friends. I get to be on an elevated surface and people watch the bar. Like, of course I want to be in your bottle service. Please. Like, I will, what, what in your right mind? Like, okay, I'm the smallest bud in the whole world. And a lot of times when I go out, my favorite part of going out is going to the bathroom and like chit chatting and being silly in the girl's bathroom. I don't know what happens to me. Somehow in bottle service, I forget the need to pee. My bladder just shuts off. Like, I actually don't think, about, I don't think I've ever had to leave bottles. Maybe once a couple times in LA, but it's like, because we knew we would for sure get back in the booth. We, like, had to talk to that promoter a while. But, yeah, something comes over me when I'm in bottle service and I, like, no longer feel the need to pee. Like, I love bottle service. It's, I mean, you know, who wouldn't? Like, it's so fun. And I just, I've always liked elevated surfaces. I'm not better than anyone else. I love them. I like being higher. I like people watching. And the couches are much cleaner than the sweaty little dance floors. So don't have to push a line for a bar. Don't spend $20 on drinks. It's the way to go for real. But, um, anywho. So I've never been in ball service in Chicago before. No, I actually have been in ball service in Chicago before. I went on a bar call on St. Patrick's Day. Unfortunately, bottle service was the end of that night for me. It was a very big night. I had like half a bottle of champagne with my friend at the pregame. And I've been lucky enough the last two times I've gone out in Chicago. Um, okay, so I think this will be another episode because I really liked how I wrapped up the other episode. So this will come out right after the last episode you guys heard about like reverse and so it's about my dream psychology but I mentioned like how nerdiness kind of reverses when you come over an adult so this will be the next one because I also have a little clip when I was leaving Chicago about me driving through the tunnels and how hard driving the tunnels of Chicago are so this will be my left to Chicago episode because I did want to make one so that's awesome okay so anyways the last two St. Patrick's Day I have somehow ended up you know those towers that look like corn on the cobs I loved them when I was little. I would go in the Sears Tower. I think it's called the Willis Tower now. That big, it's kind of like the Empire State Building of Chicago. You like go and look at the view. I loved pointing out the corn tower to my parents. The things I always looked for were the corn towers and then the Rainforest Cafe, like frog. Like those were so big to me. And so I've always dreamed about like what's in those corn towers. Um, it's apartment buildings and offices. Like it's not that cool. But it's a beautiful view over the Chicago River. So somehow the last two years I've ended up at parties for on St. Patrick's Day, watching the river get dyed green from, and it's the most stunning view in the whole world. The first time me and my friend were literally driving to a spa in the suburbs, like we weren't planning on doing anything for St. Patrick's Day, and then one of her friends texted her like, hey, like a friend of a friend got you guys on the list, like you guys, like we literally have to show our IDs to get inside these corn towers on St. Patrick's Day, because like everyone wants to go and see their friends who live there. They're like, it's like automatically if you live in those towers, like you have to host on St. Patrick's Day to watch the river turn green. So, um, we go and we have so much fun. I fall in love with these corn towers. I'm like, okay, great. If you guys ever need a roommate, let me know. I'll move in like tomorrow. And then this year, my really good friend of mine, who I always go out with in Chicago, one of his friends from Miami, and actually I ended up knowing his girlfriend because we used to figure skate together. Like we literally went to Croatia together. What are the odds? She's dating the guy that's really good friends with one of my best friends. So I'm there again. Drink half a bottle of champagne. Then we go on a whole bar call. And it was such a fun day. Like me and my friend had so much fun. My friend had to go to the bathroom while we were in line for the bar call. So she runs into a Chipotle and she had to like buy something to get something there. So she gets like a huge bag of chips and has to bring it into the bar with her. So we like are trading the chips with the guys in front of us for like a case of White Claws they had to finish before the bar. And it was just such a fun 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 day it's so cute I get to talk about her because she literally texted yesterday like Washington are you making a podcast and she was so supportive and I love you girl I don't think I can name drop her because she's a teacher so we will be very careful about her online image um as far as her students know she would never trade Chipotle chips for a white claw but we had 
so much, so much, so much fun that night. Um, and it was such a fabulous time. And so it's not even the night. It's like 3 p.m. by the time we get to, is it Joy District? We end up at Joy District, but I think we were somewhere else first or last. I don't I don't know. I My mode of transportation started getting blurry around here, okay? I have no idea where we are, TV fucking age. I have no clue where we are. We're at some bar, and I get invited into bottle service, but, like, I'm there with a tall dude. Like, I'm clearly there with him, but, like, I think it's pretty obvious we're, like, friends when we go out together. Like, you you know, you can tell when people are a couple. So I was like, okay, I can come in with you, but, like, on the condition he comes, too. So um, I kind of black. I don't know if we ended up getting in, but I remember us staying there a while. We stayed there long enough that my phone got stolen, so my phone was in my back pocket, and someone snatched it, and, like, obviously my friend has my location, so he tracks it, and it ends up at a different bar, but, like, I tap out. Like, I go to bed. I go home. But we, like, know what bar it's in. So, like, then we go Sunday to that bar trying to get it. Bars are closed the Sunday after St. Patrick's Day, if you didn't know, obviously. Duh. Um, so the bar's closed. We're like, well, I guess I don't have a phone. And at this point, I lived, like, 40 minutes outside of Chicago. I lived in the suburbs while I was training for my current job. So I had to get home without a phone. And you guys know navigating in Chicago. So the funny thing is, leaving Chicago wasn't my problem. I left Chicago fine. It was the highways and, like, the back roads. So I had to go into a Walgreens. The only phone number in my life I have memorized is my own and my father's. Like, I don't even know, like, my boyfriend's phone number. I should probably memorize it in case of an emergency. But I'd probably just call my dad and ask him to call my boyfriend, honestly, if I'm being so for real. Like, if I'm in jail, I'd be like, hey, can I call my dad? Quick, can I ask him to call my boyfriend? Because I can't tell my dad I'm in jail. But, like, yeah, that's what I would do. But anyway, so I call my dad from a Walgreens, like, a customer service person. that's like, let me use the phone behind the photography gallery. And my dad had to print out directions for me so I could get home. And I went and bought a murder phone at Walmart. Like, I got just an iPhone that, like, a $200 one at Walmart. I got an iPhone, put the chip in, used my phone number for a week till I could go back to Chicago the next weekend. Went to the new bar that my phone was left at. Like, some person must have, like, dropped it. Went to the new bar, and I, there's a huge line. I go up to the bouncer. I'm like, here's the emails I've been exchanging with, like, your bar. Like, you can see it's the real account. I left my phone here. I need to get it back. They said I could come in. So me and my friends get to skip this massive line, come in, and then the guy comes in, and I have two phones for a night, and I return the burner phone. So I could I only use it for a week. Like, it was fine. So someone out there has a phone from my story. You're welcome. Um, and I told him, I was like, by the way, like, I used this phone for a week, but, like, I found my old phone, so I don't need this anymore. They're like, that's fine, we can return it. I was like, okay, thanks, Walmart. Ah, kisses. Okay. Funny story. But anyways, so my phone got stolen, I think, while I was in bottle service. So this guy that's in a bottle service, I think my guy friend is in with me. Sorry about if you were. I, I didn't know what was happening. Like, a second I get into bottle service, a guy's, like, pouring candle vodka down my throat. Like, I had no idea what was happening. Um, ah. Uh, so, that was the only time I've actually been in bottle service in Chicago. So, I guess I have been. But, St. Patrick's Day, like, I feel like day drinking bottle service is not the same as, like, going out at night bottle service. I don't know. Anyways. So, we have under Joy District. We're invited to this bottle service booth. I think this is all my other friends' first times ever in bottle service. Like, they're taking videos. They're lapping it up. I'm just, like, vibing. I'm like, woo! We're here. Um, and then we go to Tao. And I don't think we really get into bottle service at I don't think so. I don't think we do. But there's, like, a couch we're standing on with some other girls, and it's fun. So maybe there's... No, it wasn't bottle service because there wasn't bottles in front of us. There was, like, some other elevated service we were on. So we're at Tell because... Okay, so I went to Tell on Halloween, 
And one of my friends came with me, but she doesn't remember it because she was so cross and was making out with this guy the whole time. So I literally was, like, asking her how she liked town because that was, like, the point of why we went to Chicago for Halloween. Because usually you don't go to town. Like, I get why a lot of people who live in Chicago don't like town. It's so crowded. You, like, cannot move. Like, if you're not in bottle service, it is the most unpleasant experience of your life. Like, it is not fun. So, it's not not fun. Like, it's gorgeous. Like, the inside has a huge ceiling and, like, they have very good DJs. But, like, it is not pleasant how close you are to other people. Like, it's, and, like, I've been in packed bars, but this is, like, packed on packed on packed. Like, it's, like, zombie apocalypse. We're all cramming together into a warehouse. Like, it's not, it's gross. Um, but, anyways, so we go tell we like it, it's cool, and then she gets to finally see it again since she didn't remember it from Halloween. This girl, if you're listening, oh, this girl, I love her. Anyways, so then we leave town. Where do we go? I don't know. Although we, oh, we go. So the promoter from the first place is texting me. So the girl from Joy District was like, "Stay with me all night. You girls will get bottle service all night." I'm like, "Oh, that'd be great." But we actually like already bought tickets to a concert at Tao. They were like, like thirty bucks. But like, we still like we want to go to Tao. So like, I'm like, oh, sorry, we go to Tao. But like, um, she said, she was like, "Oh, I'll be at like Underground at twelve. Like, come meet me." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I'm. It's like around twelve thirty at this time. I was like, "Okay, we're coming to Underground." guys underground it looks like the underground like it like it's dark like you i i barely even know what this promoter looks like so i'm like i have no idea what i'm looking for right now but we got to skip the whole line because i showed her text she was like i was like oh there's a big line i don't know if they're gonna last in she's like oh just like show them this text i'm friends with the ceo so like boom i show them the text the guy just lets us cut this whole line i'm like i don't understand how these things happen to me like so I have this funny complex where I really genuinely think I'm a princess and I know I should humble myself like I know better I know I don't deserve better treatment than anyone else but then life proves me wrong so this is why things like that keep happening to me um this is why I don't change <laughs> oh I'm definitely get clinically diagnosed with narcissism by someone in the comments like for sure like for sure for sure for sure that's fine that's fine that's fine I'm aware it makes me love myself even more honestly which is the most narcissistical thing ever but whatever so I feel like really funny when I was little, my parents, so when we were moving from Israel to the U.S., we, like, stayed in the condo for a bit while, like, the U my U.S. house was getting all set up and ready to move in and stuff. And in this condo, there was this one room that had, like, floor-to-ceiling mirrors, I think, on, like, two or three of the walls. Like, kind of looked like a ballet room or something. And my mom and I would spend, like, hours there every day. And every single day, she'd have to scrub my, like, little two-year-old handprints off because I would just stare at myself in the mirrors for, like, hours. Um, do I need to put that online? Maybe not. But, like, do I still do that? A little bit, so... Mm. real is real <laughs> oh I'm the funniest person I know to myself not like not like classic humor like I don't think I'm the funniest person that other people find funny I'm just the funniest person to be um anyways so I don't know how bottle service oh it does relate to my dirty conversation okay we'll get back to that but anyways so we go to back your not backyard underground we cannot find this girl i'm i even asked my friends I'm like do you remember what she looked like do you know how to find her because i am not in the state of mind to find her they can't find her either but then some other guy comes up to us and is like do you girls want bottle service we're like yeah of course we do like stop it with the silly questions of course we want bottle service stop and so then we go to bottle service. I know at some point in the night we were in three or four bottle service booths. So I don't know where the other ones came from, but I know we had like a running tally on someone's phone that we were in bottle service like three or four times. And um, I got to hold Classe Azul the first time. That was cool. I didn't drink it because I don't think this body can do straight tequila anymore. But I was like already tapped out. But like I have pictures of me holding like a champagne bottle in the bar. Like who does that? Me. Apparently. It was so fun. But yeah. 
we had a very, very fun good night. So that was my Chicago recap that you guys never got. And if you ever get the chance to stay at the Palmer Hotel, the Palmer Hilton Hotel, absolutely do it. It was stunning. We had an amazing stay. But just make sure you really enunciate to the bartender. <laughs> so you'll get old-fashioned and sort of a martini, I guess. Okay, the last thought that I forget to wrap up in this episode is why um, the bartender giving me an old-fashioned got me pretty messy. Well, I think because when I asked him to, like, switch for what I actually asked for, and it was a pretty sophisticated drink, I don't remember, it was in the Palmer House Martini, but there was, like, wine and a certain type of vodka, and it tasted delicious when he brought it out. But, like, and so, you know, a really good or a really bad cocktail don't taste at all like alcohol either there's like none in there and you're at a college bar where they gave you like ice and sprite that's sat next to a vodka bottle or like it's a really really good bartender that knows how to like mask the unpleasant parts of alcohol with like the right flavor notes and tones that make it taste good so it tasted phenomenal it was a really good cocktail but i think he was like oh, well this girl just made me like remake her drink i'm gonna mess her up i don't know but i've never been drunk off like one drink since I think the first time I ever drank, like literally since back that I've never gotten drunk off one drink. So that was kind of funny. Okay, on to the rest of the episode. Okay, what should I wear today? I currently have a black jumpsuit on. Should I put a silk button down over it? Or should I put on a sweater? Because sometimes the stores get cold and I wish I was wearing a sweater. But I like that the silk button down. So what I do is I wear like, I own a lot of black jumpsuits because you have to wear black pants at my office. So I get a lot of black jumpsuits and then... I put on a silk button down, I button like the top three buttons, and then I get them oversized. So I'm like a size like, I, I don't know, I'm like 5'1". So I usually get like a size extra small, small, but like in button downs, I'll get like a medium or large, and I button the top three buttons, and then I like tie the bottom and tuck the ties under, so it really like sucks it in at my waist, because I think because of so many years of skating, I really like when my clothes like hug me, like the way leggings would, like really high rise leggings in a sports bra. Like that's what I feel the most comfortable and confident in. So... Um, that is what we are doing here today. Then I roll the sleeves. It kind of looks like this cute little sailor yacht vibe, but I really, really like it. Okay, did that. Um, anywho, so Chicago, so I love the city of Chicago. So another good story of why I love Chicago is I went to Lollapalooza. Last year I went to Lala Del Rey and it was beautiful. And then two years ago I went for all four days, which I think it's fun to do once, but I wouldn't do it every year. Like, it's so exhausting. I definitely had Lollapalooza after. I was so deadbeat and tired. It was so hard. But um, I had a lot of fun, like, going with my friends. And my boyfriend ended up coming at the last minute. And I think I might have mentioned this in the other episode of Chicago, but the first time he ever told me he loved me was on the last day of Lala. And so, like, this is the first time we've, like, really traveled anywhere together. So he came up to Wisconsin to see me. And I've gone to Cleveland to see his family. But this is the first time we're traveling, like, not staying at one of our parents' houses or in our college town. So we're staying at a hotel together, and it was just the most amazing weekend. Like, we had so much fun. Like, not one complaint. It was beautiful weather the entire time. And there was one part where it's actually kind of a funny story. I don't even know if he remembers this, but I'm going to tell it. We're going to embarrass him. So um, there was one point where me and one of my friends, like, split off to go get drinks or something. So he's hanging out with one of our friends. And I come back, and they're, like, laughing. I'm like, oh, like, what's funny? They're like, well, a girl just, like, asked for Max's snap. And, um, I don't know. I didn't find that funny. Um, I'll take I didn't think that was funny. I was like, oh, well, did you give it to her? He's like, well, well like, yeah, but, like, service is, like, really bad at all. Like, I'm, I'm not going to snap her. I just, like, didn't want to be rude. Like, it was just, like, funny. Like, they're both taking it so lighthearted. I'm, like, seeing red. I'm furious. And you know what's funny? Actually, a teacher I really got look up to told me, too, when he proposed to his wife, and they're, like, the most 
beautiful couple ever. Like, they're definitely, like, soulmates. But, like, when he proposed to his wife, she was super bad at him. So he just kind of, like, proposed because he was so nervous. He was like, sorry, 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 I'm acting weird. Like, I just, we marry me? Like, it's just funny because it's very similar to what happened where I was fear. Like, I don't get mad very easily. I get sad before I get mad. Like, I sit down in the corner, cry, go silent, deal with my feelings, and then come back to the problem before I get mad. If I go instantly to mad, like, it's, it's bad. Um, I will say me and my boyfriend, like, I think the one thing we fight about is we both do have a little bit of jealousy issues. <laughs> but we both have them, so I think we understand the other persons, but we, we both, we've been working on it, we've been working on it together, we both definitely get a little jealous. I think it's because we're both very unique people, we know that, like, anyone who got the chance to, like, have us would love us. Sorry, I kicked a plate, ignore that. Um, I think we both get very jealous, but it's okay. So anyways, I'm, like, furious that this, he gave this girl a Snapchat, I'm, like, so mad at him, and so our other friend's like, I'm gonna give you two a minute, she's, like, just backs away, which, poor girl, she probably had to, like, sit there and, like, do nothing, I mean, there was a concert going on, so she could, like, watch the concert, so, like, it's fine, but, oh, I was being such a brat, I was being such a brat, but, like, I, if it happened tomorrow, I don't think I would act any differently, so whatever, um, so I'm, like, seeing Red so furious, and he's like, no, no, like, it really didn't, like, mean anything, like, you don't even understand how much I like you, like, it literally was, like, a joke to us, like, we were laughing after, I'm like, mm -hmm. sure you were, who is she, like, where is she, he's like, no, I can't even see anywhere, I don't even remember what she looked like, like, relax, like, I love you, and I was like, what, what did you say, and he was like, mean you, mean you, mean you, mean you, I was like, oh, okay, you don't have to say it again if you weren't ready, you just, like, because you were drunk or whatever, and he was like, no, no, I do, I love you, so he, like, sat me down, like, literally, in the middle of concert, we, like, sit down, he holds my face in his little hands. He makes me look at him. He's like, I love you because you were like a role model to me. You were so sweet and so smart and so pretty. I'm like, oh, Max. I'm trying to compliment him back. He's like, no, it's about you right now. Complimenting you right now. And it was so cute. And it's the first time he told me he loved me. I told him I loved him too. And it was very, very cute. So like, that's also so cool. I got to have that experience in Chicago at Lollapalooza. And like the sky was setting. The sun was setting over Lake Michigan. And then during Lala, sometimes they still have the rainbow lights up for pride on those buildings behind Grant Park. So the rainbow lights were up and it was just so beautiful. And yeah. So like Chicago is always going to be my favorite place forever because of that. It's wonderful. But anyway, okay. So I've always wanted to do a whole episode of like the fascination with high school and why movies about like high school drama or like why I guess the high school coolest hierarchy like takes up so much brain space in our minds and like the psychology of like how you define yourself in your adolescence, why it has such like a chokehold on your mind, I guess. Because it's so interesting because like, so in high school, I feel like it's not, it's like cool to be a little bit smart. Like I think I feel like a lot of the cool kids, at least in my grade, were like in AP classes and wanted to go to good schools. Like it wasn't that weird to be like super, but it was weird to be like, you know, like awkward and dirty and stuff like that. But it was okay to be like a little bit smart. At least to me, I thought it was like cool to be smart. I would be like very jealous of you. If you're really popular and got good grades, like I personally would be like, dang, why is that not me? Um, but it was me. I was also very good at getting good grades, but like I would just get competitive with people. Like it's fine. Um, but, so in high school, it's, I do think many people agree that, like, you kind of heart, hide a lot of parts of your personality because you don't want to be judged for them, where by the time you get, like, to college, I feel like it's all the stuff that makes you weird that makes you cool. Like, my business frat was, like, the best experience, and, like, they were amazing people, and I feel like I actually got to make deep, real friendships, where maybe if I'd been that more like uninhibited version of myself in high school I would have had that experience but I like just did it but as you become an adult I feel like those people become kind of boring you know what I mean like I said my boyfriend kind of makes funny is like aha all you do is like go clubbing I'm like no it's not like I do other things but um 
I just like interesting how that like coolness factor I think kind of flips on its head. And so when my friend was talking about how like she listens to Harry Potter and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, it makes me so nerdy." I'm like, "I'll just say when you really think about the definite, let's let's Google the definition of the word nerdy, okay?" Wow, I'm so congested. I should feel like that every episode. I will keep saying it until like June that I'm not congested anymore. Nerdy, characterized by great enthusiasm for and knowledge about a particular subject, especially one of specialist or niche interest. Okay, hot take. All right, everyone ready? Ready? Everyone takes a good salt. Very, very hot take. I think there is nothing dirtier than sports. That Are you kidding me? That is the dirtiest crap I've ever heard in the whole entire world. So one of my really good coworker friends, she does the barstool trivia with her boyfriend every day, or their fiance now. But like, so the fiance does it, she does it, and they like compare their answers. So because it's barstool, like four of the questions are sports related. There's like basketball, football, football part two, baseball, I think, are the four categories or something like that. I don't know, I'm always useless. Like I'm just telling them like which logo I like the best. Like Broncos is a horse, right? That's gotta be the answer. I'm like, oh, I saw like Steph Curry when I was in California. Uh, do do his team, do the Golden Gate Bridges. Or, like it's the Warriors, you know, like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever um so I'm like useless but literally we so us my office is girl dominated it's a fashion office we all sit there and we're like uh what vibes do you guys get we know like maybe five names to like guess a question that she told me like her fiance gets them right all the time like it's common knowledge to him she's like who won the baseball championship in 1996 with an injured hip on like this championship that he like knows the answer are you kidding some boys can't even remember their anniversary but they remember like every sport fact ever. Or have you ever just seen a football field? If you took out the green grass and you put those lines down on a piece of paper, that looks like a Pythagorean theorem. I'm, what? Are you kidding? And all the numbers and stats in sports, I'm so sorry, nerdiest crap in the whole world. I know in high school it's cool to be on the football team and into sports. I don't care. I think sports are the nerdiest thing I've ever seen in the entire world. I, what? You are studying something so bizarrely in-depth. Like, guys used to make fun of girls at my middle school for, like, knowing, like, the One Direction members' middle names. Okay, well, you know, like, the first, last middle name and social security numbers of everyone in Aaron Rodgers' family and the religious affiliations. Like, you're weird. Yeah, like, okay, that was my hot take. I think there's nothing nerdier than sports. Like, the like, I, yeah, okay, that's my hot take. And, like, okay, it's funny because I was an athlete, obviously. I was in, like, um really really competitive figure skating but i'd say figure skating and dance like is so athletic if you guys ever tried to dance like a dance mom's level hard dance for two minutes um you'll be winded it's like honestly like up there with like marathon level swimming like it's hard it is incredible because everything i do in skating you have to do that without the momentum of your skates you have to get yourself spinning and get yourself in the air and get your foot above your own head like it's hard it is for sure a sport it's for sure hard athletic ability but i also see a lot of like an art and a performance too with sports like skating figure skating gymnastics things like that too sports without the performance aspect i'm like dirty dirty as crap but i will say i do love soccer i played on the soccer team and i do get like such a rush because i think soccer isn't very complicated rule rise rule wise you get the ball the goal boom that's not that dirty you just ball goal like you know what i mean like if you just if you if five kids right now woke up from a coma or you took victorian era kids or like five cavemen kids and you put all of them in three different fields so you have five kids that just woke up from a coma and they have no memory of how to live their life and speak you have five cavemen kids and you have five victorian era children that would die if they ate a sour patch kid and you put a ball in the middle of all of them what would they do? They would start a game like soccer. They would start kicking it away from each other and eventually make two teams. Like, it's not difficult. So I really, really like soccer. 
Um, and tennis, too. I think tennis is fun. A lot of my friends in high school played tennis, so I can get behind some running around. And volleyball is fun. But, yeah, no, sports, nerdiest crap I've ever seen. That's my hot take. That's my ending of the episode. Um, I'm going to just call it episode Sports Are Nerdy. Let's fight about it. Okay, cool. Love you guys. I'll see what else I add to this. Maybe this will become, like, Chicago and nerds. I don't know. But, yeah, okay. I need to leave my house, so bye.